Welcome to Bought at a Price podcast. Thank you so much for listening. I'm Hannah, a functional nutritionist and most of all and most importantly, a lover of God and His Word. I am so excited to be here talking about how health and wellness relates to your life, our lives as Christians. This podcast and our blog takes you on a redemptive journey towards understanding the way that God views your body, lifestyle, and role in His kingdom. Jesus redeemed us from a life enslaved to sin. He freed us to live out new lives as women of God. Today, we're finishing up with our weight loss journey and the last of the nine reasons weight loss can be so difficult. It's estimated that $72 billion was spent on weight loss products in 2018. And if you're like most women, you've likely spent your share of money and time on products, procedures, and processes, all in an effort to change your weight. The remaining nine reasons that weight loss is so difficult will help shed some light and provide some actionable steps for your weight struggle. Be sure, though, to subscribe to our weekly life-changing devotions at www.boughtatapprice.com so that you can receive the ebook that we're putting together with all 18 of the reasons losing weight is so difficult. We're also including some extra bonuses and resources that are going to make your weight journey possible. Everything that you needed to ensure that you're on track to be the weight God created you to be. As soon as we're finished with it in the next week or two, we're going to be sending it out first and foremost to all of you, our subscribers. Also, if you've not listened to our our other podcasts in this Weight Journey series, What Makes a Woman Beautiful in God's Eyes? A Bitter Journey, An Honest Look at Women's Struggle with Weight Loss 1, Why Losing Weight is So Difficult, Part 1, and A Reason for Celebrating, Part 2 of The Honest Look at Women's Struggle with Weight Loss. Go back and take a listen to those because they provide the foundation for today's podcast. Now for those remaining nine reasons that weight loss can be so difficult. Number one today is food allergies or intolerances. The big eight, milk, eggs, fish, shellfish, nuts, peanuts, wheat, and soy, those are known to cause food allergies, but not weight gain. But if you take the big eight and you add eggs, corn, dairy, all forms of gluten, and sugar, you've got the most common food intolerances. And if you're allergic or intolerant of these foods and still eating them, there's a good chance that your body is inflamed. The short version of inflammation in foods goes like this. You eat a food that you're allergic or intolerant to, the gut lining of your gut becomes damaged, That damaged gut lining allows food particles to encounter your immune system and also to encounter your body as a whole, food particles that shouldn't be there in the first place. The immune system does their job and works to cordon off and surround those offending food particles. And when that happens, inflammation sets in. 
This isn't an anaphylactic life or death response or a histamine response that leaves you itchy from head to toe. It's a delayed response. And the reactions that people have to foods can be quite varied, but underlying every reaction is inflammation. It's this inflammation that makes for stubborn weight. Anything inflamed is going to be bigger than it was when it wasn't inflamed. Stub your toe or bite your lip and you'll know exactly what I'm talking about. If you think that your stubborn weight might be related to food intolerances, remove the above foods, those big eight and the additional five that I mentioned. It's really best, though, to contact a practitioner that specializes in this. And you can do so and find one in your area by going to www.ifm.org forward slash find a practitioner. IFM stands for the Institute for Functional Medicine. Again, www.ifm.org forward slash find a practitioner. I would also recommend for several of the different things we're going to talk about today, that if you feel like you're really struggling with some of these different areas, to reach out to a, a functional medicine trained practitioner that can help guide you beyond some of the simple basics that I'll be giving you today. Anyway, food allergies and intolerances, first step, remove the offending food and see if that doesn't help get your weight loss journey back in motion. Number two today, digestive issues. Would you believe there's more than 60 million Americans suffering from digestive problems? You might be one of them. And these kind of numbers, the fact that you might be suffering from digestive issues, it breaks my heart because many of these problems can be associated with alterations in your bacteria and your microbiome. So the changes in your microbiome could be the reason that you're having the digestive problems and the digestive problems could be causing changes to the bacteria in your gut. Those microbiome changes are also linked with overweight obesity. Researchers first recognized bacteria's ability to influence weight gain when they took a group of normal weight mice and scrubbed their intestines squeaky clean. No bacteria to be found. They then took some bacteria from some chubby mice and put that chubby mouse back gut bacteria into those normal weight mice's super clean colons. Guess what happened? Those normal weight mice gained weight. That led researchers to think about people, and you guessed it, they found the same thing. They then looked at how diet would impact the weight-altering bacteria, and just one day of a Western-style American diet was enough to shift the bacterial populations to a weight-gaining kind. Yikes! solution? You may already know it. Eat the food God made. Eat the food God created. A whole foods, largely plant-centered diet promotes the growth of healthy bacteria. These are the ones who help keep your weight at the weight God created you to be. 
Don't you love how God made everything to work in perfect harmony? The food we eat, the bacteria that just a few years ago we didn't even know was in our gut, and our health and our body weight, all working in harmony together. Number three, undernutrition or undernourishment. This occurs when you're not getting enough calories or nutrients. A person can get more than enough calories and still not get the nutrients that their body needs. People who eat too much processed foods are at a greater risk of being undernourished. To work correctly, every process in your body requires vitamins and minerals. And if you're not getting those nutrients from the food God made, your health could be at risk. People who are eating calorie-dense and nutrient-poor food often gain difficult-to-lose weight. They're also at an increased risk of cognitive decline, type 2 diabetes, hypertension, a slow metabolism, impaired use of fat as fuel, high blood pressure, and insulin resistance. I truly believe this is one of the reasons Americans continue to gain weight while also getting sicker and sicker. We're not eating the nutrients needed to sustain life. What do you do about it? At its simplest, you start eating the food God made and not the food with ingredients that your grandmother wouldn't have had in her kitchen. We've got a couple of posts that go into that in more depth on our website, www.boughtataprice.com. Take a look at the 20 reasons to eat healthy food, or you can also just go to the link for today's post, www.boughtataprice.com forward slash losing weight is difficult too, and the links to the posts that talk about the food God made and the 20 reasons that we should eat better food are provided for you there. Back to that food, some science. So that food that's, oops, I skipped a beat there, back on track, back on on, on point, that undernourishment, getting back to eating the food God made and not that processed food. And that processed food, that simple food, the food that your grandmother wouldn't have had in her kitchen, leads us to our next point, which is food quality. And food quality is one of the reasons for undernutrition. And again, We've got to eat the food God made, quality food. And I know it's not easy because we're surrounded with foreign objects labeled as food. And those foreign objects, they're pretty and they're crunchy and they're salty and they're sweet and they always leave us wanting more. That's kind of on purpose. A 2011 study looked at diets and corresponding weight of 121,000 people over a four-year period, and the results shouldn't be too surprising. People who ate more potato chip-type foods, red meat, processed meats, sugary drinks, and any old kind of potato product gained the most weight. Those who ate the most vegetables, whole grains, fruit, nuts, and yogurt they lost or didn't gain any weight. There's one well-studied diet that consistently provides weight loss and overall health improvements. 
that provides you with great quality food and is largely comprised of the food God made, the Mediterranean diet. This diet focuses on quality whole foods and it can be tailored to fit a keto, whole, 30, paleo, or any other popular diet type. How? By focusing on the best quality ingredients you can afford and that line up with the diet style you're wanting to follow. Vegan, vegetarian, omnivore, any type of diet can be tailored to being a whole foods Mediterranean style diet. The things that you want to focus on are eating lots of colorful vegetables, lots and lots of them. These provide the foundation of every, these should provide the foundation of everything you eat because eating vegetables of all colors provides you with fiber, proteins, vitamins, and minerals that you and the bacteria in your gut need. You need to get your fat from whole food sources like nuts, seeds, avocados, olives, and coconut. Your protein, enjoy things like fish, tofu, beans, and poultry. And remember, protein doesn't need to be the star of every meal. Vegetables, nuts, and seeds also contain protein. So try eating at least one plant-based meal a day. Whole grains. Whole grains are not required, but if you should choose to eat grains, they need to be whole grains. And try eating the whole grain and not the bread made from the whole grain. If you do choose to eat bread, make sure it's labeled 100% whatever grain. And there's a world of fun grains out there that you can experiment with, and many of them are quick and easy to eat, to cook. Some of my favorite ones are millet, teff, amaranth, steel-cut oats, quinoa, and brown, red, or black rice. If you've got an instant pot, cooking those is going to take even less time. Fruit. Make fruit your dessert of choice. Enjoy different kinds of fresh or frozen fruit a couple of times a day. Each color and type of fruit contains different good-for-you nutrients. And when your taste buds adjust to not having sugar, you'll notice how sweet and wonderful fruit can be. Next one. Hormonal changes. Hormones can play a big role in weight gain or stubborn weight loss. Insulin, thyroid hormones, cortisol, and sex hormones can all contribute. Insulin, when it's out of balance, causes your body to store fat. Not something anyone wants to happen. Thyroid hormones, which regulate your metabolism, and so having your thyroid hormones at proper levels is critical for maintaining a healthy weight. Cortisol is your fight-or-flight hormone, but today's modern stressors don't usually involve lions, tigers, or bears. Go back and look at or listen to last week's podcast to see how stress impacts weight for a refresher on cortisol. That one is why losing weight is so difficult, part one. And then last but certainly not least are sex hormones. For women, this could mean weight struggles due to PCOS having high uh, male sex hormones, or due to changes in estrogen levels. Estrogen can cause men and women to gain weight. And a scary fact, it's how cows are fattened up before slaughter. Eating refined carbs, too much sugar, or drinking too much alcohol can also contribute to altered estrogen levels. 
At its simplest, correcting insulin and sex hormone imbalances involves eating a whole foods diet comprised of the food God made. To lower cortisol levels and ensure balanced thyroid hormones, you want to start by following the steps that we outlined in Why Losing Weight is So Difficult, Part 1. Xenobiotics. Crazy word. In a perfect world, xenobiotics, foreign substances, things that are foreign to your body, such as drug, food additives, and environmental pollutants, they'd be rendered harmless and safely moved from your body. But unfortunately, there are so many of these guys in today's landscape that they don't move quite as easily out of our bodies because there's a few factors that influence them moving safely out of our bodies. The health of your gut microbiome, the way you were raised, your diet and lifestyle, sleep and stress, all impacts how well you detoxify those foreigners. And when substances can't safely be removed from your body, they're stored. Want to guess where one of the main places they get stored is? Uh Uh-huh. Adipose tissue. If you've reached a weight loss plateau, your body may be protecting you. God created your body to keep you alive, healthy, and able to bring him glory. And if it's going to open those adipose doors and release stored xenobiotics, it's got to know it's got the tools around to safely move those guys out of your system. How How your body does that is almost as complex as a xenobiotic subject. Here's a beginner's guide to what your body needs to safely move substances out. Lots of colorful vegetables and fruits, especially broccoli, broccoli sprouts, cauliflower, kale, collard greens, cabbage, and berries. Good quality organic protein. This is one time where organic is critical, such as chicken, bison, mung beans, pea protein, or soy. Physical activity that causes you to break a sweat and breathe too heavily for conversation because that sweat and that exhaling of breath helps to remove toxins. No worry, you can break it into little chunks. You don't have to do it all at once. Also, water, lots and lots and lots and lots of water. Water is going to be beneficial both for helping to your kidneys to remove foreign substances, but it also helps to remove foreign substances in your stool. Ample supply of vitamins and minerals, preferably from whole foods, but in some cases a supplement's also needed. Last but not least, good quality sleep that lasts for at least seven to nine hours. That's detox at its simplest, and there's many cases that are going to require more extreme dietary changes, supplementation, and sauna. And if you think that xenobiotics are impacting your body weight, begin with the things that I just mentioned, or consider contacting an IFM-trained practitioner, www.ifm.org forward slash find a practitioner. By the way, I don't get any kickbacks for referring you to find a practitioner there. I just know that you can trust the practitioners that have been trained in functional medicine to lead you down the right road. Next, metabolism changes. 
there are many things influencing metabolism, and we're only going to skim the surface on them in this podcast. To start, though, we're going to look at the food side. The most common diet strategy is to reduce the number of calories you eat. There's a catch, though. When you make significant decrease in the calories you're eating, your body responds by efficiently preserving fat stores. That can lead those decreases in calories can lead to a decrease in insulin, which is good. It can alter thyroid hormone production for the better, and it can lead to a lowered uh, resting metabolism. That lowered resting metabolism isn't necessarily going to work in your weight loss favor. You've got to be able to adjust to it. And you also have to make sure that you stay the course with your whole food reduced calorie diet because you don't want your body to respond to a season of calorie deprivation with weight gain. And if you go off track on that calorie deprivation, deprived whole foods approach to dieting, your body responds with weight gain. Second is the amount of energy you you burn. Roughly 60% of the energy you burn is burned while you're resting, just basically breathing and staying alive. Your resting metabolism, though, can be influenced by body weight, age, sex, body composition, genetics, and the bacteria in your gut. You also burn calories when you're digesting food, and the more processed the food, the less calories it takes to digest it, and the more calories you absorb. Absorb. If you eat whole foods, you're going to absorb fewer calories and burn more calories in the digestion process. That's a little weight loss win there. Your metabolism also kicks in and burns calories when you're active. The more muscles that you use, the more calories that you'll burn. But don't think that that means you've got to be an iron woman. Even twiddling your thumbs is going to burn a few calories. The simple version to a healthy weight metabolism? Pick a whole foods diet you can stick to for life and move your body dehydration. We're nearing the finish line. Your body needs water. Between 60 to 70 percent of a woman's body is made of water. And in order to keep things operating the way God designed them to, you've got to continually replace lost water. 2016 study looked at 9,500 people and found a significant correlation between inadequate water intake and overweight obesity. We also have higher water needs depending on the size. So the bigger we are, the more water that we need. That making that 64-ounce rule not really work for everyone. When you drink water, you also eat less food and burn more fat. If you're not drinking enough water, the reverse is true. Makes me want to drink some more water. The good news is it doesn't have to all come from water in a glass. Your vegetables and the fruits that you eat contain water and they count towards your daily need. Here's a rough how-to to to figure out how much water you actually need in a day. Take your body weight, divide it by two, and that equals ounces of water that you need to drink each day. Last of the 18 is aging. Why we gain weight as we age is still a question begging an answer. 
and it could be genetics, enzyme activity, or modifiable lifestyle patterns. But if you're middle-aged or menopausal and just beginning to put on weight, here's what you need to do. Focus on the big four, sleep, stress, diet, and activity. It'll require some tinkering and time, but the weight should weight gain should subside. If you've been inactive and eaten a less than stellar diet for most of your life, change those things. It's never too late. And here's something no woman ever wants to hear. A little extra weight as you age is a good thing. It helps you if you come down with a sickness or disease to have a little bit of extra weight that your body can use as energy sources and fuel if sickness or disease comes along that makes it difficult for you to eat. It's a tool that helps keep you alive and helps you to survive as you age. So, excuse me, overall, if you're going to prevent or combat age-related weight gain, you need to be mindful of what you eat and intentional about moving your body. You also need to make sure that you're getting good quality sleep and you're keeping stress at a minimum. In closing, have you noticed a theme in all of these different difficult weight loss areas? For the most part, they all require the same fundamental tools, the right amount of whole foods, physical activity, no stress, and good quality sleep. Remember, if you haven't signed up for our weekly devotions and lifestyle tips, make sure that you do that so that you can get the why um, losing weight is so difficult information all in an ebook along with those bonus materials that'll really provide everything you need to get started maintaining a healthy weight promoting life. All of the what, where, when, why, hows for keeping your body at the weight God created it to be will be in there. Notice though, I didn't say weight loss book. That was on purpose because I know a lot of skinny and normal weight women who think they need to lose weight. And as women of God, we've got to change our approach and make it about sustaining the life God gave us to steward. We should be eating the best food possible because we know it's keeping the temple of God in tip top God-glorifying shape. Physical activity should be done so that our muscles and bodies remain strong for the work God called us to. Stress should be given to the God who holds our life in his hands and provides our every need. And sleep, good old sleep, one of my favorite things. This one can't be shortchanged. The mind of Christ, your mind, your ability to speak and God's words and do all he's called you to do depends on you getting a good night's rest. I pray you've taken the time to do each of the Wisdom Wednesday devotions that go along with this. That would be the bitter journey and a reason for celebrating. And that you'll also spend some time asking God if there are any weighty matters he wants you to adjust. Know that Sarah and I are praying for each of you, and we are supporting you every step of the way. If you have any questions or just want to drop us a line, you can shoot us an email at contact at boughtatoprice.com. Until next time, God bless and keep you. Make his face shine upon you and be gracious.